2: There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving.
1: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
0: Help! I suck at
1: dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to an all new episode of Help! I Suck at Dating. And, uh, you know, as it's kind of becoming a bit of a um, trend lately, Jared is not here because he's got bigger and better fish to be frying in his cafe out there in Rhode Island. So I went out and did something even better for you guys. I got Easton and Hannah to want to jump on the podcast. And let me tell you what, it took some major convincing to get them to be on board with this idea. Um, we got a great episode for you guys this week. We're going to keep it pretty light, pretty light hearted. Um, once Jared gets here, we'll just kind of be caught up with him and what he's doing with his um, with his cafe out there in Rhode Island. We're not going to have any guests this week, so we'll just talk about some hot topics. But we got some juicy emails that we want to get to later. Um, I guess I would be remiss if I didn't take the time to update all of the listeners on uh, my life. So I, I'm sure if you follow along on Instagram, Caitlin and I just had to put down Pappy uh, the past this past week. And Easton or Hannah, have you guys ever had to put a dog down before?
4: Yeah, I put I put my childhood dog down um, this past June, so I know wh- how you're feeling and how hard it is.
1: Yeah, it, Easton, have you?
5: Yeah, a long time ago, and it was a it was a very old dog, so I was like emotionally ready for it. Um, but you never are, you know. You're never fully ready to say goodbye.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest with you guys. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. I believe it. It was like. It was because uh, it's it's just so weird when it's a doc. It's like you're the one making the decisions for it. You're like just something about making the decision of being like, you know what? I think it's time for you to go, you know, and like obviously you do it for its best interests like Pappy, for instance, uh, he was diagnosed with like a brain tumor f- three months ago. And it's crazy even looking back when we made like our little videos for him to like, you know, commemorate him or whatever. Uh, as recent as like August of this year, he was like running around, hopping around, jumping on stuff like smiling and wagging his tail and then up until the end he like never left his bed didn't eat his food like hated leaving the house like all these things so um even with all that it was like one of the it was so hard because you know that the the hospice comes to your house they you know they give you a heads up on what's going to happen Um, they give two doses. The first dose is to like calm him down and get him ready. And the second dose is the one that actually does the deed. And the first one's going in and he's like, Pappy's like reacting and he's like barking and he's like shrieking and in pain. And in the back of your head, like all I could think about was like, is this Pappy telling us that he's like not ready to cross over the golden rainbow road or whatever it is. So it was, it was, uh, it was tough. And then like, obviously the aftermath of having an empty house, I think what we're going to do next, cause we are going to foster and adopt a senior dog again, cause of the light that he brought into our lives. But I think what I want us to do next is get two dogs. That way, inevitably when one passes over, we'll at least have a second dog, um, to, to tie us over because the past five days, I guess this airs on a Sunday, but we're recording on a Friday. We uh, we haven't slept at home. We've slept at a hotel every single night because we just can't bear being home. We've like barely eaten. We uh, we have barely been like drinking water. And I feel like such a drama queen about all this stuff, but it's it's like honestly been super super hard. But everyone has been so nice. Like you guys all reached out and said very nice things. I really appreciate that, um, and that honestly has made a big difference. But yeah, it's been a lot harder than I expected it to be.
3: Uh, first of all, I'm so sorry for your loss, bro. Uh, Pappy was an incredible dog and. I just like I think about Lois and I think about how dogs are truly a part of the family and it's just really sad. And Pappy was an incredible dog. And what you guys did for him towards the end uh, and giving him the life that he had. I mean, you you made his life better and you gave him so much love. And I guess that's all we can do for our pets, but it never makes it easy. So, dude, I just wanted to say I'm so sorry for your loss and it sucks.
1: As weird as this is to say, I thought about you a little bit uh, over the past week, just because I know you had mentioned a couple weeks ago on a podcast that you had to put your childhood dog down at one point and how difficult that was. And I know how attached you are to your dogs too. So I was like, I don't know why. I just, I kept uh, thinking about that for some reason.
3: Yeah, man, I mean, dogs, they're part of the family, bro. And we put our family dog down, Brady. He was always known as the fat one. He was always a little overweight. And he's like, he had trouble breathing towards the end and he was like snorting. So he sounded like a pig. So, uh, it was very cute, but, uh, yeah, man, dude, Lois, I like, well, I'm at the coffee shop right now and we have a blown up, po- you know, poster of Lois on the wall. That's how much we love our dogs. So I, uh, you know, I, I know it's not easy, so I wish you and Kaylin. I send you guys all my love and, uh, it's hard. It's
1: really hard. Thanks. We're off to get uh, some pappy tattoos today. Oh, to, yeah. to <laughs> where are you guys going to get them? Uh, I'm going to get it right above my sock line. So his little ears are poking right above my socks whenever I wear socks. And as much as a, a mistake as that might be to get a tattoo for a dead dog that you have, um, it just feels right. You know, so why we're would gonna, that be a mistake? I don't know. It just seems like a weird thing. Like if you get a tattoo for everything you miss in life, you're going to have a body full of random tattoos, which I guess I already have, but, uh, it just seems like a weird thing to do. And, and I'll tell you the
3: pappy tattoo is far better than the Instagram one. So you're already improving your
1: tattoo game. Yeah. I'll tell you what, secretly, one of the reasons I got the Instagram tattoo was that way every time I got a tattoo after the fact, I could always be like, well, it's not my worst tattoo. You know, that's actually not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah, it's only like the third dumbest thing.
3: By the way, Dean, you also got a haircut.
1: I did, yeah. So the listeners won't be able to see, but um, I got a haircut. I was, that's that's how, uh, that's how hard I took the death. I just needed to change. I didn't want to have hair anymore. I had to, I had to start fresh and begin anew. Um so for the listeners out there, I've got my old stupid little uh F boy poof on the top of my oh, head. with it looks great the, though. I love it. it w- with old, the short Dean sides. Is here. old Dean's back. And uh, part of it too was you were saying, you know, Dean, back when you tried, you were one of the most handsome guys that I knew. And I was like, <laughs> man, he's he said that way too many times not to actually really mean it. Um so I just I I want Kaylin to be able to tell me how handsome she thinks I am and actually mean it. Because she always tells me, even when I have long hair, but I always sense a little bit of a, of a lie, so now I know when she says it, she actually means a little Does she, more.
3: Does she like the long or short hair better?
1: She uh, she claims she likes both, but I know for a fact she likes the short hair better. And also, she's kind of been starved of the short hair dean, you know what I mean? Like, when we first started dating, I had the long hair, I had the mustache, and then I went bald at one point, uh, and then I just kind of grew it all back at once instead of ever getting it styled, so she's never had the full luxury of being my girlfriend with the short hair. But also the short hair is like tied to, uh, you know, my F-boy days. So I, I guess condolences to her because she might have no, to deal with some of that No, now. no, no, That's not
3: true. That's not how this is going down. <laughs> it's going back. Might. It's no. going back. It's all going to go downhill. As soon as he cuts his hair, Dean's life just I, falls
1: into shambles. Dude, it's so nice having short hair. Like you just jump in the shower. It's clean real quick. You don't have to wear a hat 24-7. Like as much as I love my long hair and I, I still like find myself like grabbing for my locks behind my behind my neck sometimes and like being like, oh yeah, I don't have hair anymore. Um, and I do still, I, I don't know. I guess I still kind of wish I had long hair, but it's just the like convenience of having short hair is so nice, you know? You oh, know, a thousand percent.
5: I uh, I cut my hair so I can wear a hat because my hair is such where it, when it's long, it's so large and expansive. I put a hat on and just goes and falls off even a beanie.
1: Well, what about like a, what about like a cat, like a cap, like a baseball hat?
5: Yeah. It, like they will not stay on. It, it's like it's oh. so annoying because it's like it it just gets like so expansive. It just grows and grows. Uh so I, I got my hair cut so I could wear a hat again, like recently.
3: I'm I, I I wear hats all the time because I have long hair and I'm very excited to cut my hair. So I stop wearing hats. I agree and relate to Dean because I'm I'm definitely gonna lose my hair. The amount of times I wear hats because my hair just falls on my face, it's impossible. Like I I'm right. now I will be balding.
1: Right. Well, that's my big fear too, is you cut your hair. There's going to be one time where you cut your hair and it never fully grows back. You know what I mean?
3: Oh, a thousand percent. That's why I'm terrified to cut my hair. I'm like, is it has it receded in the past two years? I don't even know.
1: Am I going to have bald spots? Why don't I just keep it right. long and deceive everyone? And that's the thing is we're getting, we're getting to that stage of life. I would say in your thirties is when you really have to start worrying about that kind of stuff. So I mean, if my hair starts falling out, I'll, I'll get like hair plugs or something. I know too, is we, we have the, uh, you know, like I, I talked to my friends about it every once in a while, well, not every once in a while, but I've talked to my friends about it before. Like they can't really grow their hair out because, you know, they got to go to their office job. They got to work their nine to five. You can't really wear a hat in the office. Right. But like you and I and Easton and Hannah already, already has long hair. So I guess she's exempt from this conversation. But like you can get away with wearing a hat every single day. You know what I mean? So it's kind of oh, nice. A thousand thousand to have that luxury. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think we need to talk about hair all day. Um, I don't know. It's kind of fun. You missed the rundown a little bit, so we don't have any guests this week. Uh, Yes. It's going to be us talking about uh, just whatever we want to talk about. And then we've got some emails. Um, How is everything going at the uh, cafe over there?
3: Uh, Great. It's really busy. We had our grand opening last night. It was absolutely slammed. There was a line. There was probably like 50 people waiting outside to get in. It was... Uh, And then like a hundred people inside. So, and this was consistent for like three hours. And so it was great. It was overwhelming. I'm actually here right now. I've been working 16 hours a day for the past week. Uh, You know, it's just starting a new business, life in the NFL. So if I have to like, I hope you guys don't mind if I have to like pop in and out of this podcast, I promise, because it's like, I'm already getting knocks on the door. They're overwhelmed. We're busy. We got to make sandwiches. People need drinks. And it's just like... It's great, it's overwhelming, but like I just came back from the store. I spent like hundreds of dollars because we're running out of everything. You know. Hey, life running a business. What is a cafe like at night? It's a lounge. So we oh. have couches and chairs and f- two fireplaces going and very intimate lighting. and we really want people to feel like they can come and get a martini and wear you know, I'm sweater weather, you know what I mean? in front of the fireplace. have an espresso martini, enjoy yourself. Have some nice combo. You guys do have a liquor license then, huh? Yeah, we got a full liquor license. That was a very tedious process. So, I mean, it took like probably about four months, and I'm still going through it right now. Because as soon as I got the liquor license accepted, I needed to apply for a renewal for next year. So I had to like go through everything <laughs> all over again. Which they, they felt bad about, but they were like, hey, it's just the way it goes. I'm like, eh, no worries. So it's been fun, man. As you can hear, like my voice is a little rasped probably right now. It's just been constant, but, uh, and then of course, like still doing my life. I have a pregnant wife, you know, there's a lot going on right now, but it's all good things, a little overwhelming, but good things.
1: Is that what you get for opening up a restaurant, um, or a cafe lounge on December 1st instead of January 1st is having to do everything for 12 months and then renew it January 1st for the whole year?
3: Pretty much. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's cool, man. It's fun. Like I love running a business. I love owning one. It's chaotic and it's, it's crazy. There's people outside and they're running around trying to figure things out. And so we'll see. We'll get through it though. And it's going to be fun. And, and uh, I'm really proud of what we have thus far. And I, everybody seems to be enjoying it thus far, knock on wood. Obviously, like nothing's perfect. I've had, I've had to deal with people who have like waited 25 minutes for sandwiches and been like, I can't wait any longer. I'm like, I totally get it. Like, I'll refund you.
1: So, uh, you know, definitely just so customer we, service. We get it. You're proud of the cafe, as you should be. I got a question for you though. What are you more proud of? Cafe, what's it, what's it called? Or Help I Suck at Dating?
3: Oh, obviously, Help I Suck at Dating, bro. Come on, we've been doing this for years. Okay, Audrey's okay. just
1: opened up. That's the right answer. But if you were to go out into Audrey's right now and someone were to ask you that same question off the air, what would your answer be? Thousand percent. I'm so proud of Audrey's, bro. You know,
3: I've worked <laughs> so hard and put so much investment and time into this place. And Help I Suck at yeah. Dating, I only
1: do once a week. I just, uh, here's my concern, Jared is I just don't want you to get caught up in this, uh, pipe dream of yours. You know, like I don't want you to forget us little people because you're, you're blasting off in this outer space with Audrey's, you know, something tells me I'm not going to forget about
3: my iHeartRadio podcast that I'm very grateful for having. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) all Uh, I'm saying is man, less work, less money. Sure. But less work more specifically, uh, just an hour a week is all we, all we need from you. So as long as you keep getting that, that's all we need. Um, all right, well, we do have some hot talks, hot topics coming up and we do have
3: to answer some emails, but before we do that, let's take a quick break. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during black history month, but all year long, there's power in every
1: purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
2: Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include the Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash blackandunlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
1: True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
2: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes.
1: Ashley adopted
3: Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same. And I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois.
0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to Help, I Suck at Dating. Um, Lo and behold, we lost Jared again. He's got his his pipe dream to take care of over there in in Rhode Island. So I guess we're going to get into some hot topics, but before we do, because... It's rare that we get Hana and Easton as active participants in this podcast, active hosts, if you will. And Hana knows firsthand how much I despise the hot topics, not for any not for anything that she's done wrong. I just don't want to talk about Machine Gun Kelly and um and what's and Megan Fox. You know, I don't want to talk about Toy Boy and his 82 year old lover, which is actually pretty interesting. And maybe we should talk about that. But I just want to know what's going on with you guys. Can you guys give us some updates in your lives? I know Easton's a busy guy working on Seacrest. I just got shipped a new box of caramel candy corn princess um, candy corn, right? Is that what it's called? Uh, Caramel corn.
5: it, I think they just sent you the the regular popcorn. I don't think my my flavor is in there, but
1: <laughs> but is uh, your, that's like your caramel corner. or did you just have like a special flavor? I did a
5: flavor with thank you popcorn. They're they're a uh, popcorn company out of Massachusetts, and uh, they're they're very good stuff. It's a, they did a, a peppermint bark for the holidays, and it's very good. And I think they wanted you to to try it. Hannah, what about you? Tell us what you've been up to lately, please.
4: You don't even want to know. I have such a boring life. I just work.
1: I'm pretty sure you don't because you're A, you're always traveling up and down the California coast. B, you work on a lot of amazing iHeart Radio podcasts. So there's True. gotta be some, some things going on.
4: Well, I am going to New York next week for a okay. jungle ball, which I'm excited about. And then I'll be home with my family. I have I have been going up north um to Northern California a lot just just because I can. Work is remote <laughs> and I like spending time with my family. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been back I, and forth.
1: If you can, I mean, I don't see why not. Um, question for you guys: I know uh, this podcast isn't live, but was there a Jingle Ball in Los Angeles this December, or is that only in New York?
5: Yeah, there's a tour; they go all over the country. It's uh, the well.
1: Why the heck did Why the heck did Help I Suck a Dating not get invited? I even texted Amy and Danielle on the side. I said, "Hey guys, Kaylin um, is really, she really wants to go to Jingle Ball? Can we make that happen?"
5: And I just got crickets. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Well, so. The Jingle Ball in Los Angeles, as we record this, is tonight. Um, and yeah, I mean, Dean, I'm a I'm a valued employee of iHeartMedia. I've been with the company for ten years. I've worked right. on Jingle Ball and Wango Tank, all these events. I sent a text saying, "Can I get? Can my sister get a <laughs> ticket?" To I've never asked for tickets ever. I, I was like, "Can I my sister get a ticket?" She loves Doja Cat. Again, crickets. So
1: the, what's going on with that? It's a
5: hard ticket this year. There's The lineup for Los Angeles is very, very good, and I think it is good. Yeah, everybody yeah. wanted to go.
1: What's the lineup? Can you guys uh, fill us in on that?
5: Oh my God, yes, I can. Uh I this, have...
1: is, this is like a this is a good way to shamelessly plug iHeartRadio and maybe get us uh, some extra tickets for next year's Jingle Ball in Los Angeles.
4: Dean, I can send you videos. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm thanks.
1: Here. Yeah, just post them
5: on your stories. I'm sure I'll
1: find a way to get to watching them.
5: We're going to plug an event that has happened already. Uh,
1: (laughs) But um, if you're you're an East Coast listener, you can also go see it in New York next week.
5: You know what? um, Even if you're not an East Coast listener, let's plug it right now. The iHeartRadio Jingle Ball presented by Capital One will be streaming live on the CW.com and the CW app. That's this Friday, December 10th. The lineup will be different from the Los Angeles one, but here's who played in L.A. We got Ed Sheeran, BTS, Dua Lipa, Doja Cat. Lil Nas X, The Kid Leroy, So The Black Eyed Peas, Tate McRae, Bozzy, and TikTok sensation Dixie D'Amelio. And that's who was in LA. New York, uh, which will be broadcast live on the CW and the CW app uh, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that lineup is, I'm pulling it up here. Uh, we got Ed Sheeran, Dua Lipa, the Jonas Brothers, Doja Cat, Lil Nas X, Saweetie, AJR, Kane Brown, Tate McRae, Bozzy, and once again, Dixie D'Amelio. That's who's playing in New York.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think the New York lineup's just a little bit better. I know BTS is pretty big in the K-pop scene. Uh, we actually met a, a nice young man last night who was a big BTS fan. And, um, have you guys listened to their music? I'm sure you have, right? Like in the line of work you're in.
5: Yeah. I've listened to them a lot. (laughs)
1: What's your take? Do you guys
5: love K-pop or no? I like uh, aspects of K-pop. I, I don't, I don't see the, um, fanatic appeal of it. And I'm wondering if I'm missing something. I think it's more geared towards, uh, young girls than a 35 year old man. But, um, it's good. I mean, I think Dynamite's a hit song. I think Butter's a hit song. Uh, those are songs by BTS for the uninitiated. But uh yeah, th- I, I'm not like a K pop stan by any means.
4: I don't like anything about K-pop. <laughs> you don't really? like it? No.
5: Wow. What
1: why not?
4: I just, just don't. I just don't doesn't like suit anything your fancy. About it. No.
1: It does seem like the the fan base of K pop is like is like almost beetle like. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're they're I don't want to use the word insane, but they like go above and beyond what normal fans do, I feel like.
5: It's remarkable. It's it's really, really, I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like this in, in in all my years of working in pop music. I've never seen a fandom this fanatic and this uh, loyal as the specifically BTS. Like theirs are like, like I, I shudder to think if BTS endorsed a political candidate, what would happen? You know, like, like <laughs> it's they could sway elections. I sincerely think that.
1: I uh, I don't know why this happened. I don't know why my TikTok algorithm thought that I wanted to see this, but there was like this fan account for BTS that was posting videos of because I, I don't know the the details of the band. I think it's like four young Korean kids, right, that sing and dance. And they were highlighting one of them band members and they were like, just look at this guy's moves. He's got so much swag. He's got so much like rhythm. And I was watching the video and I was like damn that guy does have a lot of rhythm <laughs> like i watched i watched the video like 19 times and i was like this kid is so smooth so i can i like kind of see like if i was like a 14 year old girl or 15 year old girl i'd be like obsessed with him absolutely but yeah i don't i don't i don't know it's just weird to hear like people cuz like i guess bts only plays like a couple times a year all mm-hmm. around the world and so this kid that I was talking to yesterday, he was like, yeah, like people are flying in from like London and like other places in Europe, just to like watch BTS play and like all that. I don't know. It's just absolutely mind blowing to me. So I guess all that to say, iHeartRadio Music Festival is going to have these guys. And if you're a big K-pop fan, you don't even have to be there. As you were saying, you can just stream live on the iHeartRadio app.
5: Yeah. Just uh, just watch uh, Jingle Ball on the or no, actually, they're not going to be at the one you can watch live. So I uh, just en- just enjoy uh, the thought. Um. One last thing about BTS I just think is interesting. They, they came on the Secret show a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of artists come through. And it's usually like the artist and like someone from the label and their manager. But BTS had all those people. And they had like three or four security guards that were like giant dudes with black suits and sunglasses. Like they looked like Korean commandos or something. Like they they, they had heat. <laughs> like those guys were, it, it was crazy. It was like the Secret Service had come through. I'd never seen anything like that. Where was this? This is just it, but they came to the studio in Burbank to be on with uh, Seacrest and uh it, uh it was nuts. Like they had like a full security detail, like I was like earpieces and stuff and they're like, okay, they're moving, they're moving, clear, clear, like that kind of thing. It was so cool.
1: <laughs> so you were breathing the same oxygen as BTS. That's amazing.
5: Yes. And actually, you know, something I want to test, Anna, I, I know you, you pull the social clips for this show. Here's what we should do. We okay. should pull some kind of clip. It doesn't even have to be this part, just some clip from this show. And just say, like, hashtag BTS Army. We get into all things BTS. uh, Hashtag BTS. That's all we have to say. And I think this episode will blow up. I'm just making a prediction.
1: If we could reach a fraction of the BTS fan base just to get to listen to this podcast. A, I know for a fact we'd have listeners for life. B... We would have probably the highest rated episode we've ever had because even a small sliver of a fraction of the BTS fan base listening to this would um, put us 10 times over, I think, our highest listener episode. So I agree. We're going to hashtag BTS, hashtag BTS army, hashtag uh, love BTS. All the things. I agree. This should be a good little social experiment.
5: I've never yeah. met them before, but I've I have breathed the same air as as RM, uh, the rat monster. He's the the de facto leader. I've I've breathed the same air as Jungkook. I've I've breathed the same air as all the guys. So
1: can we can we uh, can we appeal to our BTS fans real quick? So what was it like being in their presence? Was there an aura about them that they emitted? Or
5: yes, there was. It was incredible. Okay. I, it was it was tangible. It was it was it was fungible. The, this this yeah. aura that I. That I felt. I, I It was like I was in the presence of uh, of pop superstar gods. That's all I can say. Yeah.
1: And have you ever felt that way in the presence of anyone else? I'm sure you have. No. No? Have.
5: No, no. I. You know, I've met a lot of big pop stars. I, none of them felt like BTS did. Because they're the best pop stars that have ever lived and will ever walk <laughs> the earth. And I love them. I would do anything for them.
1: I heard that they don't even walk; they just float everywhere they go. (laughs) They
5: they materialize in front of you, and (laughs) just like because they don't exist on the same plane as us, they just merely take a form that we can comprehend as humans, and then they go on to the next the next place.
1: I've got some questions for you. Well, just more specifically one question, because I, I do okay. value your opinion, especially when it comes to these types of things. K-pop in, in general, I just fairly value your opinion on. Um, we're going to go a little off of K-pop. There is this singer in Japan, I believe, uh, who is not even a real person. Do you know who I'm talking about?
5: Yes. Hatsune Miku. I know all about her.
1: <laughs> can you can you um, just give us like the debrief on that? Because I, I get a general understanding of who she is. But she is she's like the most popular singer in Japan, right?
5: She, yeah, she she's up there. Uh, Hatsune Miku is not a real person. She is an animated avatar, and um, but she is treated like she's a real person. She's technically a hologram, I believe. And if if people out there want an entertaining experience, you got to look up when she was on the David Letterman show because oh my god, he does not know how to react to this, and it is so funny. She's an she's an animated character, and she's a pop star, and she sings, and she's played shows at like arenas and stuff where it's just a screen of this like you know, she looks like sailor moon or something. She's just an anime character, but people go nuts for her. And, um, it's, you know, uh, my, my brother-in-law is part of a project for another character named Michaela. And, uh, Michaela, I think is going to be a very big star. Uh, I can show you guys a photo, but, um, it's, it's a whole new generation of digital, uh, digital like celebrities, I guess is the only way I can, I can describe it. Um, for the for the listeners at home, they're not gonna be able to see this, but um, I'm gonna show you guys uh, Michaela really quick. Here's what she looks like.
1: Oh, she is like a Sailor Moon.
5: The, the, yeah, that's not a real person. This is not a real person. They use a uh, motion capture uh, to animate this person, and she has real relationships and like okay, it's it's really it's really strange. And then um, here's a uh, Hatsune Miku. Um, and Hatsune Miku's music is good, uh, but uh, she's not a she's not a real person. It's it's really an interesting, right. you know.
1: I don't know I don't know why I was expecting it to be a hologram of like a real looking person, but you're right. It does look like a Sailor Moon character more yeah. or
5: less. Michaela looks, looks more like a, like is more in the uncanny valley. Like she looks more like a human, but uh, Hatsune Miku is like 100% like a a cartoon. <laughs> but it's a trip. It's 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 really wild. Um I just feel like it would be weird to I know the gorillas kind of did this, but like it just feels weird to like yeah. spend money And go down to the Staples Center and then like watch a screen of a cartoon. But I mean, right. People do it. But
1: I guess, I I guess if you think about it, like all concerts are in a weird way are very similar to that, right? Like you pay a bunch of money to get packed into a a big audience to like watch this little person on uh, stage (laughs) perform for you. Cause you're, you're always going to be so far away. Like you're not going to be so close to be able to touch uh, Hatsune Miku. Like not that you'd be able to touch her, even if you were right at the same in front right, of her anyways. Right. But, <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it's just a general, like you go to an, uh, uh, an event to sing the songs that, you know, with a bunch of people that already know the songs as well. Exactly. It's just so interesting to me. Um, I don't know it, it, uh, with the world that we're living in, you know, cryptocurrencies taken off. So why can't digital performers take off as well? I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, well, besides that, uh, I hope you guys have a good time at Jingle Ball in Los Angeles. I'm a little jealous you guys are going to be there, but I will say though, the only reason I wanted to go was to make my girlfriend happy because a lot of the singers you guys mentioned, I only recognize like two or three of them, um, and the rest I like, you know, it's just not it's just not my cup of tea. So uh, I hope you guys have fun.
5: Is Kaylin a big pop fan?
1: She is. She just like wants to see like Taylor Swift and uh, oh, Dixie yeah. Day Al- Dixie De Almo. Uh, <laughs> She's going, she's going, no, no, not, I don't know who she wants to see. I think she just likes, like she, she's more into the top 40 stuff than I am. Okay. Um, I am a little bummed. I had a tickets to a concert last week, but I wasn't feeling well, so I didn't go to it. Uh, do you guys know who John Craigie is?
5: I don't know John Craig. I know Johnny Craig. I don't know John Craigie.
1: John Craigie is a real human being, believe it or not. Oh, who wow. plays an instrument on stage, believe it or not. Oh, my it's God. A, it's, yeah, right. What In today's day and age, who to to thunk? Uh, it's like, he, he plays like really intimate settings. So it was like a hundred person venue where you like sit at a table and listen to this guy perform. Um, and I've like been obsessed with this music for like three years. And then we finally got tickets. And right when we got tickets for his show, he, um, well, well not he, but like I got sick and like we couldn't go. So I was like devastated. And so now we have to figure out how we're going to do that. So all that to say, I hope you guys have fun. Um, thank you guys for for humoring me and letting us avoid the hot topic conversation, because this is way better than talking about uh, Megan Fox and machine gun Kelly stabbing himself to uh, impress her, I guess. Um, Would you ever stab yourself, Hannah or Easton, to impress your significant other?
4: Absolutely not. What's the craziest thing
5: you would do? What's the line that you would go
4: (laughs) up to? That's a good question.
5: (laughs) I I think if your significant other would be impressed by, Causing bodily harm—that's just you shouldn't be with that person. They've yeah. got some wor- issues they need to work through. Seems yeah. a
4: bit twisted.
5: Yeah,
1: I um, I I find myself thinking that a lot. Uh, not not that I should stab myself to impress Kaylin by any means, <laughs> but I I find myself thinking, um, if you need to do this like insane thing to impress this person, then that's just not your person because yep. like it's just you're you're right. Like, are you going to keep stabbing yourself to keep impressing her? Probably not. If you need to change, like in any major way, that's like not healthy for you to impress someone. Like, obviously, you you just shouldn't be doing it. And I think a lot of people do that, and I don't think it's the most healthy thing in the world. But so we've established, no one would stab themselves for their significant other. That's good.
5: Really quick, at the at the risk of being called fake news, let's just clarify really quick. He did not. It wasn't like Machine Gun Kelly was with Megan Fox, and she's like, "I want you to stab yourself," and he said, "I'll do it, baby." Yeah. He was throwing a knife in the air, trying to do a trick and it like landed on his hand wrong and stabbed his, like went through his hand. Um, Oh,
1: I, oh, I see. So he was doing a knife trick to impress her and then he accidentally stabbed himself.
5: Which again, not something I have done and that's not a good idea. Um, I used to do that thing where you put your hand on the table and then you take like a, in this case, a very sharp pencil and you go between your fingers really fast. Yep. That ended poorly for me. I was trying to impress some other boys, but.
1: um, uh, What's the name of that? Because I've played it before as well.
5: I don't know if that has a name. I mean, I don't know. No, it does. It does. I'm
1: looking it up right now. It's called. Oh, darn it. I'm not going to be able to remember what it's called. Oh, Five Finger Filet. That's what it is.
5: Wow. It's
1: badass. The only reason I know that is because in Red Dead Redemption, you can play Five Finger Filet. And that's the only time I've ever played it. It's on a video game. So... Uh, Anyways, I'm a little (laughs) bit embarrassed about that. All right, well, that's going to do it for this segment of Help (laughs) I Suck at Dating. I want you guys to stick through the break because we're about to get to the best segment, emails. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase.
1: Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
2: Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include the Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash Unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
1: True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
2: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes.
3: Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same. And I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois.
0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Time for my favorite segment. As always, we have our emails and we have the incredible Easton to treat them for us. So let's get into them. We got a couple for you guys actually today. I don't know if we're going to get to all four, um, but we'll do our best to get to as many as we can.
5: Uh, The Incredible Easton. Thank you. I like that introduction. Uh, This first one is from uh, Mia. Uh, Mia writes, two years ago, I met this guy and it was love at first sight. The only issue was he was a cop. And the first time I saw him, he was trying to arrest me and my friend at a college party. I know, not very romantic. After meeting him, I tried to forget about him because obviously nothing was going to happen. At least that's what I thought until I ran into him at a cafe earlier this year. He recognized me and to my surprise, it wasn't painfully awkward. We talked for a while and there was this insane connection. We stayed in contact. And even though we never defined the relationship, we started hooking up at this time. We got really close, really quickly, and things just felt right with him. That all ended six months later when I found out he was married. Yep, married. I broke things off with him, but his wife doesn't know about me or our relationship. Should I tell her or is it not my place to say anything? Um... I
1: just want to point out, I appreciate whoever wrote this. Mia, if, if you're a real person or if you're a Japanese digitalized artist, I really appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to send us something. Um, I want to say, oh, this is actually kind of a tricky one because you're right. Do you take the moral high ground and say something to the wife? Do you say something to the husband? I'm kind of torn. Like it's first and foremost, you didn't do anything wrong because you didn't know. So you should never harbor any guilt for what you did. Um but do you get involved in this person's marriage? I like my gut says yes, but also do you want <laughs> my but do you also want to bring that upon yourself? Because you're then going to be putting yourself into the middle of it uh, and things can get a little spicy. So I I don't know. I like I want to hear what you guys think first.
5: You know, we get these questions all the time. I You find out you're the other person and then they ask, should I contact? I, I, I always say no. I don't think that especially when this was like, you had nothing, you didn't do you you didn't do anything wrong. This wasn't your fault. This is his fault. But I think if you tell the wife, uh, I don't think she'd believe you. Um, I think she would see you as some, a woman trying to ruin their marriage. I don't think it would end very well for you. And uh, I don't think it would give anyone any satisfaction. I think you just stay out of it and uh, never speak to this person again. And hopefully I uh, try not to get arrested by him in the future because things won't go as well.
1: Let me ask you this though. Let's say you're married to someone. I'm, I'm not even going to say your current marriage because I don't want that to even be put out into the universe. Hypothetically, you're married to someone. They okay. cheat on you. Would you not want the person that they cheat on you with to come and tell you, or would you rather just be oblivious to the idea all for forever?
5: I mean, I, I would like to know. Uh, I would like to know from my partner, ideally, right. because it, when it's the other person, there's another like, oh my God, you know, like... <laughs> Did this really happen? I, I don't know. It's, it's, a uh, it makes it messier. Um, so yeah, I guess I'd want to know. I guess that makes me a hypocrite, but, uh, <laughs> I, I stand by that advice. I say don't contact the wife. I don't think that's a good oh, no, idea. What's
1: your take since you're, you're the, uh, you've got a better female perspective than we do, of course. Yeah.
5: I would, I would want to know
4: if I, if I'm putting myself in the wife's shoes, I would want to know. Um, I do get that it's a sticky situation. But even if like my current boyfriend was cheating on me and he wasn't telling me, I would appreciate it if someone came to me and let me know because I wouldn't want to be in a relationship where someone's cheating on me.
1: Right. I agree. That would be horrible. I think what you should do, Mia, is uh, instead of approaching the wife, approach the cop and say something and like, you know, like, uh, like, say, how dare you? How despicable are you? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and don't like threaten anything, but like, at least make it known that, you know, that he, uh, was cheating on his wife. I think that, uh, is the the first step because I, I don't think there's any like moral obligation that this person has, but it does feel like something that could weigh on someone's conscience, you know, like, but you're right. She like has no obligation. I don't know. It's tricky. It's definitely tricky. Obviously stop hooking up with the cop. It sounds like you already have. Mm -hmm. Um, I would just go talk to the cop and be like, this is, um, unacceptable, Etc. Etc. And then see where it goes from there. Maybe the maybe the couple develop some sort of conscious doubtful, but, uh, and then maybe he'll go to his wife and tell her what's going on. But I don't know. That's what I think.
5: It also, so when I first started reading the email, I was like, Oh man, this guy's like hitting on someone that he like arrested. That's like not chill to do. That's like what a boundary to cross. And then I saw the other, this guy has no boundaries at all. So, uh,
1: it anyway. sounds like, uh, it sounds like the intro to like some browsers episode, you know, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and for for the uninformed it sounds like uh like a, like a porn porn movie introduction you know like cop arrests kid kid is interested in the cop cop sees kid again they go back to cop's house to hook up like it just seems uh it seems a little too storybook yeah. bad storybook the wrong storybook the, you know not the storybook you want to be in but
5: uh, let me put this out there the listeners if this email became penthouse forum or something like that i would not have a problem with that
1: I'll be honest with you guys. I was Googling parts of those sentences because I was like, this can't be real. But I didn't find <laughs> anything, so it could be very real.
5: Wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see if uh, let's see if Carrie has something just as spicy. Um, the, uh, Carrie says, I have been with my boyfriend for three years now. For about two of those years, we've been talking about moving across the country to be closer to my family and a less expensive cost of living. We live in California. I hear that. We're in a great relationship, and I love him very much, but I'm not happy in the city we live in. A few months ago, my boyfriend got a new job that he absolutely loves here in this city. It's the best job he's ever had. He loves his coworkers. He's already up for a promotion. However, I remain secretly miserable. I don't want to tear him away from a job that makes him happy. But I'm at a point in my life where I'm ready to buy a house and settle into an area that will make me happy. And I simply can't see it being here. Help. Do I choose love or location? Hmm.
1: I think... I'll probably get some pushback on this, but I think you choose location because you're never going to be happy with the person you love in a place you don't like. Uh, well, I take that back. You're probably going to always have this like little bit of remorse inside of you, eating away, chipping away on a regular basis, being somewhere you don't want to be, even though you're with the person you want to be with. So I think location is just as important as the person that you're with. Uh, you could do what Kaylin and I did. We could, You could get a place there and here and then bounce back and forth between the two of them if you want to do that. I don't know if, uh, if your situation allows for that, but I think location, like, for instance, even like, okay, let's pull back to The Bachelor real quick. We saw Joe and Kendall. It seems like they broke up because Joe wanted to be in the Midwest and Kendall wanted to be on the West Coast. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they loved each other and obviously they had to break up. And I like feel like that's a very uh, reasonable thing to do. So I think location uh, is a very important thing. And I think that if you really are miserable in the place that you're at, even though you're with the person you love, that it's time to make a change.
4: For once, I agree with you, Dean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that the first time?
4: No, not the first time. It's it's rare, <laughs> though. But right. I am curious how old these people are, because I'm thinking about if I were in this situation, I've been with my boyfriend for over four years, and I would not move somewhere just because he wants to move there. Like We're doing long distance, and he's asked me many times if I would move up to San Francisco so we could be closer, but... I want to be in L.A. right now. And if I don't prioritize myself, then I'm not going to be happy in this relationship.
1: Right. And also, what's stopping him from moving back down to Los Angeles? Like,
4: exactly. Uh-huh. It's, and he has a job in San Francisco that he loves, and that's great. And I want him to be happy, and I want myself to be happy. So if we're both happy and we can make it work, then that's fine. Granted, we still are in the same state. It would probably be different if we lived on opposite sides of the country. Mm-hmm. But you never know.
1: I just think it goes both ways. Like, for instance, in this email with Carrie, like you want to live where you want to live and he wants to live where he has a great job. But like, why can't he find a new job in the place that you want to live? And like, I just think that like if you're the one sacrificing everything to be in the relationship and you're living where he wants to live, then like what else are you going to bend on and how much less of your identity are you going to have later on? So I think it's very important to like put your foot down and make these decisions.
5: Yes, agreed. I, I agree. I agree, too.
1: Wow. I really thought I was gonna get a lot more pushback on that. Um, do you want to just do one more Easton? We can do Hunter's email and then we can uh, get out of here and you guys can go to Jingle ball.
5: Sounds good to me. I still gotta do my hair and makeup and everything. Uh, this, uh, this is from Hunter. As said, uh, I met my girlfriend in college and we've been in a committed relationship for the past five years, but about a month ago, I found out she cheated on me. She was out partying with some friends and ended up hooking up with this guy. She was upfront and honest with me and told me what happened right away. She said it was a mistake and that she still loves me and wants to try to make this work. It was a hard conversation and I was obviously really angry and hurt in the moment. We decided to take a break, but after thinking about things, I think, or I know I want to try and work through this and stay together. Most of my friends think I'm an idiot for even considering taking her back, but I literally can't imagine my life without her. Do you think you can ever move past cheating in relationships? Have you ever, would you ever stay with someone that cheated on you?
1: Oof. Oof. It's funny we talked about, weren't we kind of talking about this earlier a little bit? Oh, with the husband, with the cop and, the, and yeah. the wife. That's right. Um, I would say, yeah, I would say that this is fine. She was upfront and honest with me and told me what happened right away. I think that's a, that's the operative sentence there. You yeah. know, like as long as she's being forthright and honest with you, people make mistakes, especially when they're at parties, especially when they're young, especially when they're drinking. So I think uh, as bad as it is, just like, I th- I, th- I think as long as you can find it in your heart to forgive her and like, not hold it against her or hold it over her head ever. Um, I think that definitely can be something that's worked past. It's not ideal, but I think it happens more frequently than you think.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I I think it can definitely be moved past. And something I think a lot about is that the problem with um, cheating is not so much the like, physical connection like like that intimate physical moment with another person i think it's more the lying and the betrayal that comes with that uh so the fact that you know she was upfront about it right away you didn't give her like she didn't have an opportunity to lie because she just got it out in the open Uh, i think that's um, a, a positive way to look at it and i think that it's worth giving it another try and uh you know there has to be some concessions now i don't know the, the details in which this uh, cheating happened, but maybe they, uh, you know, maybe you don't hang out with that friend again or something like that. But, um, yeah, you know, your relationship's not going to be the same, but I, I definitely think it's, it, you know, you can move on from this. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Hanna, what do you think?
4: This one is hard because I think that it is possible that people can move past cheating in relationships, but it depends on the type of person that you are. If you're forgiving and understanding and patient, sure. I don't think I could ever, especially if I was with someone for five years and then they decided to cheat on me. Right. But I know people like some of my friends have been in relationships and similar situations have happened and they've worked through it and now they seem happy and they're still going strong. So I do think it's a possibility. Definitely.
1: I will say though, I do see your point. So when I was in high school, I was cheated on pretty frequently by my high school girlfriend. And I remember after the first time I was cheated on, I was like, uh, the, the, like the feelings and the emotions that I felt inside of me. I was like, I knew for a fact I would never be able to fully get over it. So like imagine, you know, we stay together and four years later, there's still going to be like this weird festering emotion that I have because I know for a fact, like there's like the, the trust, the trust has been breached and I'll never fully be able to regain all that trust. So I think as long as you're the kind of person that's going to be able to fully put it behind them, but you never want to be in a relationship where, um, where you're, you're, you're angry at the person nonstop, you know, or you resent them for any stretch for, for any reason because they cheated on you. So I think if you can put that, all that behind you and move on and actually get over it, then you can definitely stay in a relationship with her. But if you can't, and you're going to continue to like dwell on it and be pissed off about it, then maybe it's best to not be in the relationship. Yeah. I'm getting... I'm getting two nods from you guys, so I'm going to go ahead and say that was the right answer. Thank you very much, <laughs> Hunter, for emailing us. Uh, keep emailing us, suck at iheartmedia.com. We have one more email, but we're not going to get to it this week. We're going to save it for next week, so I'm sorry, Arden, but thank you for emailing us. Again, email us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. I want to go ahead and just take a second. I want to take a second, and I just wanted to thank Jared for, for being here on this podcast with us. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I just want. I want everyone to know that Jared's presence today was just.
5: It was very
1: appreciated.
5: Jared walked away in a busy restaurant, left his Zoom on. So no,
3: you're. A mi- I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've, I've, literally, we're signing off right now, aren't we?
1: <laughs> we are. If it wasn't for Jared, this episode would have. Uh, it would have sank like a rock. Oh, yeah. But with him here, we were able to keep our head above water. So I just want to say I appreciate you, buddy.
3: Hey, anytime. You know, I'm just really here to help the podcast, do whatever I can, make sure that you guys are making money, staying organized, on time. uh, You know, just the little things, really. Uh, Well, if anybody in Rhode Island, please come to Audrey's. I'd really appreciate it. You'll see me in the back making sandwiches or making drinks behind the bar. It'll be fun times. I really appreciate it. I love you all. Thank you so much for picking up the slack today. I really appreciate it. We got slammed right there and uh i'm I'm pretty sure everybody was uh uh about to kill me uh but it was totally fine hey help i suck at dating baby suck army i'm here for you i i i need to be here more this is ridiculous
1: i like how this podcast has just turned into one long plug for aubrey's uh lounge in rhode island Island. i like how dean doesn't even know the name (laughs) audrey's audrey's I've gotta I've gotta knock you off your pedestal a little bit. Um Easton, Hannah, thank you guys so much for being such an important part of this episode. Uh, Jared, do you wanna do you wanna sign us off?
3: Hey, just make sure you guys tune in next week where hopefully uh, Audrey sucks a little less. Audrey's follow help by suck at dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen
1: to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month. Love at First Sight still
3: exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too.
2: Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions.
1: Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name.